Hello, and welcome to True Horrors with Meg and Rachel. Every week we discuss a horror film and the true stories that inspired, influenced, or bear striking resemblance to them. Be warned for spoilers and adult themes. I'm Meg. And I'm Rachel. This is True Horrors. The first episode! Yeah! Ah, I'm sorry, I just realized all the faces I make are not really going to come through in this medium. I know, we're going to have to describe ourselves. <laughs> That's like half my personality is making weird faces, so... Half of mine is talking with my hands, so it's going to have to be like... Oh, God. Listeners, let me tell you what Rachie's face looks like right now <laughs> as I'm describing this. Um, so... I got to go first. I'm pretty excited about what we got to watch. We watched Jaws. Which I had seen once before, and I had forgotten most of, and holy shit, the 70s, first of all. I mean, if I wanted to have a 70s theme party and anyone was like, what should I wear? I would be like, just watch Jaws Mm -hmm. and wear what they wear. Or possibly, I would also throw the original Halloween into that. Ooh, that's good. That's really good. I had so many thoughts as I was watching this movie. Uh, first of all, I just love the way it's shot. Yes. Yeah. I feel and, like there's a realness to it. Mm-hmm. I also just want to talk about the amount of foreshadowing. I feel like every single scene was foreshadowing and it was kind of surreal, to be completely honest. Did you have a favorite foreshadowing moment? I think when the scientist guy was describing how a shark ate his boat... That was probably my favorite one. Oh, that was good. That was good. I just really liked when you see that big sign, that big billboard that's just like that girl. And like right. I remember, obviously, what they're going to do to it later is mm-hmm. spray paint it. But it was just like any town where you're starting off in the movie where it's like, you know what's great? This town. You know what <laughs> happens here? Nothing bad ever. <laughs> I was just... Um, I just love that. But my favorite entrance, I think maybe in cinematic history is Quinn's where they're all just like in that town hall meeting. And he just puts his nails. I literally had to pause it and walk away. I mean, I also really had to go to the bathroom, but I was like, this is a good time to go to the bathroom because I need a break from that. It was just, it was so, there was so much power in that move and just so much in just, I guess I didn't realize when I watched it the first time and you know, memory how that works i didn't realize everyone knew who he was he's like Mm -hmm. the crazy guy who catches sharks he's like you all know what i do and i'm like do they but i also want to start a conversation that way with a group of people be like you all know what i'm about you all know what i do but they were it's like fine we'll take it under advisement and i'm like he catches sharks (laughs) like you have a shark problem he catches them i i feel like they really blew him off in that meeting and i'm Mm -hmm. like I think you need to pay the man like you're all amateur shark catchers and he's a professional. But also, I got the distinct impression he was not invited to that meeting and he just walked in and like nobody noticed him until he scratched the chalkboard because they seem to be all business owners and they only seem to care about how it was going to affect their businesses. So like, I don't know. Did he just like see the ad in the paper and be like, "Ah, I'm going to go to that and this is how I'm going to make my entrance? Or was he just there? He's a business owner. The business he owns is shark killing and this clearly (laughs) affected him. No, what I thought was crazier was there's that crude drawing of a shark and I'm like, was that there before or is that what Quinn did? Well, he was waiting for all of them to come in was draw this shark and be like shark like who who did that like it's never explained that there's like this shark on the wall 
Um, I like a lot of the subtlety in this movie. I We both really love animal attack movies and giant animal movies. But I feel like they've become mostly a joke at this point that the idea of actually being scared by a movie where the antagonist is some kind of large animal. It's no pun intended. It's kind of jumped the shark. And so this movie, I feel like does a lot of things that then movies 20 and 30 years from then would try to emulate, but doing this really blown up way. You know, watching this movie, they left the city because of crime. He's a city man, but they don't have to have a weird discussion about it where it's brought up apropos of nothing. Like mm-hmm. it's just little off comments. Like you would, there's not a lot of exposition about the mm-hmm. fact that's why they left or the fact that he's afraid of water. I kept expecting there to be some moment where he like, is sitting there smoking a cigarette, which everyone was smoking, by the way. Yes, it was the 70s. But, and like explaining his great fear of water. But Mm -hmm. it's just like, it was just a thing. Like, he's just afraid of water. There was just a lot of subtlety that I really enjoyed throughout the movie where we kind of got that interplayed with really all the characters where they they didn't have to all have little speeches about their motivation. Yeah, well, and I like it because... He answers when they're like, what's the phobia of water? And he's like, uh, drowning. That's what I'm afraid of. It's called drowning. And I'm like, that's exactly it. Everyone is afraid of drowning. Like, you don't need to make up some crazy reason to be afraid of drowning because everyone's afraid of drowning. It sounds terrible. Yes. And it's like when I'm afraid of heights and people are like, why are you afraid of heights? I'm like, because I don't think I'd survive a fall. Like, why, why would I? Why should I be? Um, also... I'm not really sure if the shark is the enemy in this movie as much as greed and politics Mm -hmm. are, which I also really love fear, greed and politics. I wrote that down and like I Mm -hmm. underlined greed. There's a joke that I love on Twitter, which is about voting, which is the fact that in Jaws 2, the mayor is still the mayor. And they're like, that's Mm -hmm. why important you vote. And watching this movie, I'm like, no, I can very easily see why they would reelect him because even though Mm -hmm. it's insane, You see it in that business meeting. None of them want him to close the beach, even though a child is dead. Like, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, maybe it's not greed as much as just a sense of survival because it is Mm -hmm. a vacation town. But after watching the movie, it didn't really surprise me. Like, once they had the big shark attack where the sheriff's son almost got eaten, Mm -hmm. you saw how shaken up the mayor was. And I'm like, maybe in a sense, the mayor is more of an example of how the town feels like it's not like right. they're pro shark eating people it's just that they know that they won't be able to survive the winter unless they make their summer money and right. so i thought that was really interesting that i think characters like the mayor are made more of a caricature in right. animal attack movies where he's not just like who cares who gets eaten it's about the money he really is concerned about the fact that his town won't survive if the beach right. and like He's making all the wrong, crazy decisions. But I was like, yeah, I bet they'd reelect him again. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to be like, it's not his fault there was a shark. I could see that. They're wrong. Because right. I'm sure he'll just do it again. But Well, it makes a lot of sense because in the mid-70s is, I mean, I don't know exactly when that recession in the 70s hit. But it was sometime around there. And the mid-70s is also about the time that we started deregulating businesses. So it makes sense. But then like in the 80s, we really flipped it and we we're like, no, 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 no. 
businesses are the best. So yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of interplay in that. I did write mm-hmm. down smoking. It was crazy how much everyone was smoking. I also so much in the hospital too. Yes, <laughs> I just light Everywhere. up a cigarette, get it to that kid. You know, let him. <laughs> That'll pull him out a few of other things I enjoyed. I, I liked that experts were experts in this movie. Like mm-hmm. yes, they had conflict. But nobody was like, ah, you and your science. He was the shark expert. They just, you know, were they didn't care. Right. When they got on the boat, they all had their niches, the three guys. And it wasn't like, Mm -hmm. like, I felt like the sheriff, there wasn't this whole interplay of like machoism. Like the sheriff was being taught how to tie knives. Like he took the role, like he's a sheriff. He doesn't know what to do on a boat. Like he's not sheriff of the boat. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really nice. There wasn't a lot of like unnecessary conflict, which I feel like also happens in a lot of animal, large animal movies, yes. whatever we're calling that genre. There's a lot of, no, I know the right thing to do. Whereas there might've been snarkiness between science mm-hmm. guy and shark killing guy, but there wasn't a ton of unnecessary drama, which I like not even between him and his wife, his wife right. was reasonably upset, and that was treated like she should be reasonably upset. Her husband, uh-huh. who fears water, is going to go on the water and kill a giant shark with no experience. He just he just going on there, you yeah. know, because it's personal this time. It, it is attacked personal. his son. But also in later animal attack movies, the scientist always seems to be like partially responsible for it. So that's where a lot of that drama comes from, and that's obviously lacking in this because it's just it's just a regular shark we didn't create we didn't crossbreed this shark with an octopus we didn't Um, crossbreed it with sand or whatever sand shark is about i've never watched it but i've always wondered if if it's like half sand half shark no i think it just swims through the sand like avalanche sharks oh it's like the avalanche i think so yeah yeah, but, Rachel and i love these movies by the way we watch all of them all of them in college um, with the sci-fi channel was like permanently on because we yep. love an animal attack movie. And I picked Jaws because I think it's one of the roots, if not the root mm-hmm. of this genre, but also showed that it really can be scary in what you can do. Like there's a lot of times when they choose tension over actual violence. And I right. think that's why like you almost feel a little sick when you're watching this movie because it's the tension that the music and everyone is mm-hmm. building up in you. Um, like when they stumble upon Hooper, I think his name is Hooper, the science guy. Yes. When they stumble upon that boat and he drops something for the hundredth time because he's always dropping things. Um, I was just like, oh, you have a giant shark tooth. And I was like, oh, now you don't. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got a spear. Now you don't. But when they come across that boat, we don't see that attack happen. And I just feel like right. that's something in a lot of modern day uh, shark attack movies. They would never not show the violence. Whereas... Right. It was coming across that boat and the sense of foreboding Mm -hmm. that was really powerful. So I enjoyed that. Yeah, those other movies that we enjoy so much, we enjoy because it's just over the top. They're going for the easy thing. And this movie does not go for it. It's a lot harder to create that sense of tension. And they're just they're both good in their own way. Oh, yeah. It just made me I mean, I love a good over the top movie, but it really (laughs) made me like I think that most people, if you talk to them about horror, they wouldn't count this subgenre. Like, they wouldn't think that it's actually scary. That's why I like Jaws, is because it's a reminder that anything can be made to be frightening. Like, with the Mm -hmm. right directing, writing, acting, um, the right atmosphere. Mm -hmm. 
this can be really terrifying in a real way. Like this movie still is full of that tension and that sense, even if you've seen it before, um, it's hard not to get sucked in again Mm -hmm. for all of those reasons. And because it seems so, there's a sense of realism in it, just in everything that happens that it's like, no, there isn't a giant shark, but if there was like, this is probably how it would play out. Mm hmm. All the people come in from different areas to try to, like, nab the shark and, like, throw yes. things in the water. I was like, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. She put money in the paper. And it was all, like, idiots, too. Because those first two guys who are trying to catch the shark seem legitimately baffled when their bait starts getting pulled away. Like, I have gone fishing twice in my life, and both as children. And I know that's what happens. The fish grabs it and just keeps moving because they're in water. They don't stay still. You've never, you've clearly never gone fishing before, and yet you think you were going to catch a very large shark. Yeah. It just shocked me how many of the business owners and things like that were on the mayor's side even after the Mm -hmm. little boy was killed. I thought in my head, I had thought the little boy being killed was the turning point, but it's not like people are still willing to keep the beaches open, willing and wanting to Mm -hmm. uh, keep the beaches open. And I think that also adds a lot to the movie because it's not one person being crazy, which is what a lot of movies it's like, there's one head scientist or head officer or business person who's like, you know, this is an advancement. It was nothing like that. It was just like kind of a town effort in a way to turn a blind eye to it. Um, I also love just a side note. I love how he's almost always wearing a life jacket when no one else in the situation is wearing Mm -hmm. a jacket. That would be me. It's really funny. Like, it's just really great. Like they're not when he go, when Hooper goes down in that, cage and then Mm -hmm. he's like "Mm, i think i'm just gonna chill down here for a while like he doesn't pop up for such a long time he just yes for the longest time you have no idea what happened to him it's such a choice he had the oxygen and he was just like yeah i i feel like i'm kind of out of my depth like i'm gonna tag out on this one guys like i'm just gonna (laughs) stick down here Which, you know, is smart. It's smart to know your strengths and your weaknesses. That's just, that's a good decision. But also, circling back to how none of those business owners want to close the beaches. One of the things I thought was really weird, they don't close the beaches, but everybody comes and then they don't get into the water and people are like really upset about that. I'm like, why does it matter if they're not getting into the water? They're on the beach. They're in the town. I don't... The mayor makes people start getting into the water. Yes. And I wondered that, too. I was like, what's the point? Like, I didn't really get what that was about. Because I'm like, if they're not in the water, they're still, like, buying your stuff. They're still staying at your hotels. Is the idea that if they don't go in the water now, they're not going to come back next year because it's like they remember they couldn't go in the water? I don't really know. I did, like, when, who's I don't know if it was the sheriff or Hooper who was, like, your mayor of Shark Town. I think it's yes. the sheriff. He's like, you are mayor of Shark Town. I was like, better name. Better name mm-hmm. than one. Just lean into it. Just be like, hey, think you can survive a shark attack? Like, people exactly. are idiots. Just, mm-hmm. People are like, yeah, I could survive it. I mean, other people didn't, but I could punch a shark. Like, do it. You could sell so much shark-themed stuff in all those stores. You could open a whole new novelty shark shop. You could have, like, different attractions that people paid to see. Like, oh, yes. this is the raft from that little boy. Like, is it in poor taste? Yes. 
Yes. But is it in any more poor taste than just letting people swim there when they're in danger? (laughs) Yeah. And like carnivals hadn't totally gone out of style yet. So like there's a real market. You got a shark carnival. I would go to a shark carnival. I would definitely go to a shark carnival. I just feel like this mayor didn't have a good PR person. Like somebody to be in Mm -hmm. his ear, be like, we can spin this. Well, the thing is, it doesn't seem like he has one at all because at the hospital, he's the one who starts trying to spin it for his reelection campaign. Like, don't you have people who do this for you? Like, I don't know. I've never lived in a small town in the 70s. Maybe you maybe it was just the mayor and the sheriff. Although there are all those men that he travels with when you think when he's like, he drives up on the sheriff's weird floating platform to be like, don't close mm-hmm. the beach. I brought the coroner here and he's going to change what he wrote down. And then Hooper's mm-hmm. like, you're an idiot. And I'm like, no, he's not. He's just an opportunist. Like, mm-hmm. big difference. Yeah, you'd think at least one of them would be in charge of that. Um, final thoughts? Um, let's see. Nope. I don't think so. Okay, we're going to start something, which is silly to say because it's the first time, but we're going to do something. Okay, what? let's do scale. One to ten, the likelihood you would survive this movie. You as yourself. Me as myself, I would not get on that fucking boat, so I'd be fine. Would you? Uh, see, I think I'd be definitely fine for the first part of the movie because I don't like to go into the water. Mm-hmm. You like the beach water, don't you? I do. I do like the ocean. So I might get eaten early on. Um, the beach water or ocean, as it's formally known. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, that was clearly shot on a lake because there were no waves in that fucking water. So I could see why you would get confused. We're getting judgy. Now we're getting judgy. <laughs> I I would really hope I wouldn't get on a boat like to fight a shark. I just Mm-mm. like I really hope I wouldn't. Um but yeah, I feel like I could avoid this by the fact that I don't really like the water. Mhm. Um and I'm just saying me as I am as like a tourist whereas like if right. I was that if I was like the deputy to that sheriff, I might have been like I should come along because I'm the deputy. But I also right. might have been like, maybe I should just stay behind, make sure, you know, we have somebody in town. Because it seems like only two police officers yes. existed in that town. Yeah, they had to call in extra people for the 4th of July. They only have two of them. And he, that younger guy was not helpful. He was off smoking. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what am I going to do about it? Like, what am I, a police officer? Like, He also has really bad handwriting. He wasn't allowed to make the signs. I, those signs were gorgeous did you see those signs they had three different (laughs) kinds of writing on them like she went above and beyond it's because they had their secretary do it (laughs) that's what she went to school for right okay so now that we're done talking about the movie we're going to transition into part two and since it was my movie i did the research Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna tell you about real life jaws real life jaws but first we're gonna talk about it's kind of like a like rushing nesting doll because this mm-hmm. movie is based on a book which is influenced right. by events. So it's based on the book Jaws. Okay. Um, and what's interesting that I didn't know is that the character of Quinn is based on a real person who fought sharks. Or oh. I guess caught them. I guess you don't really fight them. Um, but <laughs> No, you fight them. 
his just with his bare hands. It was a different time. <laughs> just bare knuckle boxing sharks all over the place. Well, you know, he was really judgy of the scientist's hands. He told me he had city hands. They're they're not shark fighting hands. Uh, that argument was so 1970s. Yes. Like it was such a, like, you don't have, you know, working man's hands. I was just like, okay, we don't all rip sharks from the water and then boil their bones. Like, sorry. So judgy. I did think it was really funny that Hooper was, like, rich. Rich enough that he mm-hmm. was like, I buy all this myself. Well, the thing is, Marine biology doesn't pay very well. If you want to do good stuff, you pretty much have to be independently wealthy. So they got that exactly right. Or be sponsored by somebody who's independently wealthy and then is going to make you cross all the lines. (laughs) (laughs) But um, the guy who he was... um, It's interesting because the author was like, nah, I totally didn't base him off of this real person. But this Mm -hmm. real person and everyone who knew him was like, yeah, you did. You knew him. Like, oh my god so his name was frank i'm gonna pronounce it mundus and okay. he caught sharks like that's just what he did the author worked to like catch swordfish when he was mm-hmm. younger but they ended up not catching swordfish they just caught a lot of sharks because i guess sharks existed more in the water than they do now which i'll get to yeah um but one of the things he based off of which they mention in the movie is um the shark attack off of long island which mm-hmm. They say that that was a great white that was about 45,000 um, pounds. Or excuse me, 4,500. 4, okay. I was like, that doesn't seem... That doesn't seem right. That's like a dinosaur. My own notes. <laughs> okay, I just have a really hard time telling how big something is, though, like that. Mm-hmm. Like, when Jaws itself is going by and they're like, it must mm-hmm. be like blank tons. I'm like, What? How, how yeah, based you, on what? Based on what? I guess maybe all of this shark experience. Um, but the 1916 Jersey uh, Shore attack, um, that was a, also was a big you what? Jersey Shore shark attack is a movie. So that, that should have been based on this. It's not. I've seen it. It's not based on anything. Um, well, there's kind of some conflict because it basically a new york times article said that this movie was based on that but it mm-hmm. didn't have any evidence like no one said that it is based on it so right. it's not based on it but it does bear resemblance to it as far as being a shark attack that happened mm-hmm. um and the movie like i said the movie references it it claimed four lives and the first two kills were in one week, which is another reason that it kind of is kind of based on it. I know they don't really mm-hmm. go into super time, but they're really, really big on the fact that it's the 4th of July, which is, I think, the right. way of telling you that this really didn't happen over a long period of time. Right. Um, so there's a there's also was an attack that happened, um, you know, in the movie when the mom is like, don't go play in the ocean. Go in that little area where it's much safer. And then the shark yes. is like, no, 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 That that happened in real. Not I mean, not the oh, kid. No, part. not the kid part, but where the shark went into that little area. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's interesting because people thought it was like at first they didn't think it was a shark in real life. They were like, oh, mm-hmm. it's like a school of tiny fish. Which I feel what? like should have been a line in this movie. People were like, I'm sure this person wasn't killed by sharks. I'm sure it was just many 
many smaller fish that attacks them. And mm-hmm. I don't know why people think that's less scary than one big shark. Because <laughs> I think that's absolutely terrifying. Um, but there was the same panic. Um, people mm-hmm. went out and they brought dynamite and they brought all kinds of stuff to try to kill this shark. And it may have been a great, it may have been a bull shark, not a great white mm-hmm. that was doing the killing in 1916. Um, there's a lot of like currents and things like that to make people think. And a lot of scientists think it might have been a bull shark. Um, mm-hmm. Either way. I mean, they're pretty aggressive. So that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. And the reason everyone says, oh, it was probably a great white back then is a great white was caught and it had bones. But scientists are now saying that doesn't really mean much. Like it could have been mm-hmm. just which I think is like really weird. because They're like, you know, off of the Jersey Shore, there could have been like just a body and the shark just came across it. I'm like, what is the implication here? <laughs> um, I wanted to focus, though, on this. Like that is something that maybe it's, you know, maybe it's influenced. Maybe it's based on. Mm-hmm. But. What I really wanted to focus on in this deep dive um, was the Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. When I was young and watched this movie, I 100% thought that that was a fictional story. Oh. I thought the Indianapolis was, it was just part of his thing. Right. And when I got older and came across it in actual history, it really blew me away because what he was describing to me sounded so shocking. And so like that speech is so powerful. And that's kind of why I saved it and didn't really talk about it in the first half of the episode uh-huh. because now I want to talk about it a lot. Mm-hmm. It was such a powerful moment and there's so much about it that seems like it would be fictional, but I guess it's like if you were describing what happened on the Titanic that it right. sounds fictional, but it was real. The Indianapolis was a real ship and it's all, it's basically exa- almost exactly what he said. Mm-hmm. Um, it was dropping off parts, returning from dropping off parts um, for a top secret mission mission for the bomb and it was struck and because it was top secret no one knew it was there and what's really sad kind of like how there are ways that the titanic might not have happened Mm -hmm. they being the u.s government got recordings intercepted them of the japanese talking about the fact that they'd taken the ship down but they didn't believe them they thought it was a trap so they didn't Uh, answer they didn't go like they intercepted these and so that's really sad it did sink in 12 minutes just like um he says and there were um a little over 1100 men aboard and 300 went just straight down with the ship Mm -hmm. um side note i've always thought like a ship going down would be one of the most terrifying things to ever experience yes be on a ship in the middle of the ocean where it's just like you're already out in the ocean, which is so deep. Like, you mm-hmm. as a tiny person shouldn't be out there. And then it's like your boat gives way and then you're just there. Like, everything about that is terrifying. Well, especially the Pacific Ocean, because it is so fucking big. They will not find you. Like, I mean, they might, but they probably will not find you. Um, And I just can't imagine being in the water and looking out and seeing only water. Like, I mm-hmm. can't imagine the horror of that. But there were, like I said, 300 went down. So there are basically 900 just, like, in the water. And it was like he described it. They made little circles. And there were a few lifeboats. And they started getting attacked by sharks. Mm-hmm. The Everything I read, which, um, let me just say, I, I had three sources for this. I had the website History versus Hollywood, which is basically exactly what we're doing. That sounds amazing. 
Um, and I found two articles on the Smithsonian.com. The links will be um, on our Instagram. But it's um, the shark attack um, attacks that were inspirations for Jaws um, by Megan Gambino and the worst shark attack in history by Matasha um, Gilling. And they talked about the fact that not all of the people who, not all the men who went into the water were killed by sharks, that there were Mm -hmm. things they were going against dehydration. And then you you drink the salt water and get salt water poison, Mm -hmm. exposure and just injuries. I mean, Mm -hmm. to stay afloat, a lot of them were just like dog paddling out there for days. Um, So there was a lot of things. So there's really no way to know how many were killed by sharks. Right. I think if it's more than one, it's too many. (laughs) Like if it's more than one, it's, literally a horror movie like you could have mm-hmm. had a horror movie of just this and i would have been mm-hmm. terrified um but uh this, so there's a lot of people who think it could have been a few dozen to in the high 200s of mm-hmm. these men who were killed just by sharks um so four days and five nights in the water wow just that's too many nightmare just a living nightmare and they were spotted And in one of the um, articles, they were talking about the fact that the first person who spotted them was basically told, like, just leave them alone, like to monitor them while Mm -hmm. other people came and then saw the sharks attacking and was like, screw this and started picking people up because I can't imagine being from the sky and being like, okay, this is bad. They're all just dog paddling. And then sharks, Mm -hmm. Um, just so many sharks. So... Only 317 men survived. Mm -hmm. And the story that Quinn tells about seeing his friend is not 100% truthful, but there are stories that men who were actually in the water have told who are very similar, that are very Mm -hmm. similar, which is also really scary and just extremely sad. It's the worst disaster of the U.S. Navy. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just find everything about this to be very sad and very terrifying and like a horror movie within a horror movie i just want to point out it's one of the worst disasters in the u.s navy at around the same time pearl harbor happened just want to just want to throw that in there yes so it was not like yeah it was not a good time in the navy (laughs) which is such an understatement of what was happening um okay so apparently there's a type of shark called the organic uh organic oceanic <laughs> but yeah i was gonna say all sharks are organic Meg. these were premier straight like <laughs> water to table sharks Rachel. they were just they were farm raised ethically sourced yes but that's the kind that they think it was like they don't think it was like I feel like I wish I had visual aids. We we can put a picture of what kind of shark they think it is. Um, mm-hmm. But, oh, and the last thing I wrote was Navy intelligence, but I didn't save that for the end because I thought that was so. Navy intelligence is who got, um, who intercepted the communication between mm-hmm. um, the torpedo launchers and I guess the Japanese home base. You can tell I know mm-hmm. a ton about how the military. Works. Oh, yeah. We are military historians. Uh, stay tuned for that. <laughs> But that is the real story, which I think, Mm -hmm. okay, again, Jaws isn't exactly based on the Indianapolis, obviously, 
But I mm-hmm. have to say, I find the story of the Indianapolis to be way scarier than the movie Jaws. Oh, 100%. I would die immediately, by the way, because I'm not a good swimmer. I would not do well in the Navy. So I'm not going to be joining up anytime soon. Do you think you have to be able to swim if you're in the Navy? Because isn't the idea you stay on the boat? Well, what if something like this happened? I mean, you still have to be fairly strong to get into any branch of the military. There's like a basic boot camp that you have to go through, I assume. Strong enough to dog paddle, but like knowing how to like I could dog paddle. I've never liked Mm -hmm. water. Like I've never liked the water. And this is one of those situations where I just. I can't help thinking of what they must have thought. Being yeah. in the water. Like you're a soldier, you're trained for a lot. But right. You're not trained for sharks. No. <laughs> <laughs> you're not though. You're no, you're not. Like. You're not trained for this. Like, um just admit yeah. Crazy. Unless maybe you're a Navy SEAL. They might be tra- trained for sharks. Like, Is that a pun or is that real? No, because they go and save people from the water. If you're saving someone from the water, there might be sharks around. I thought you were saying because they call them SEALs. No. Well, and SEALs do get attacked by sharks. But no, that's not what I was saying. Oh, wait. There's something else I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. After Jaws came out, it led to a lot of people in real life hunting sharks, mm-hmm. which Let's just say right now, sharks are really not. Yeah, I know we've just told two, one fictional, or actually two real and one fictional story where sharks are very dangerous. Mm -hmm. Um, But most of the time, they're not. Um, They don't have really like a taste for human flesh or anything like that. No, from what I understand, they really actually don't like the way humans taste. Like they really avoid humans because we eat so much shit with preservatives in it. They're like, what the fuck is this? They want only that organic Farm to table shit. Farm to table seal. Well, they yeah. even say something in Jaws that this shark must be insane, that something must mm-hmm. be wrong with the shark for it to come up. But I just know that's something that I read and I think I took some notes on it, but just that sharks became like fair game when really, mm-hmm. oh, one scientist said something I thought was really interesting and funny was that people say shark infested ocean. That's where sharks belong. <laughs> like that's where they're supposed to be. You're infesting the ocean. <laughs> they didn't say you're infesting the ocean, but I think that was between the lines. <laughs> um, but that did make me feel bad because sharks are just like kind of mindless fish. Like they're not, mm-hmm. They're not coming after you. They don't have. Yes, the movie has been a huge danger to great whites. And I just wrote this down because I thought it was kind of funny. Apparently, it became a real macho thing to this is from the article to hunt sharks. And so (sighs) like killing sharks. So Mm -hmm. I just want to say we we do not think you should hunt sharks on this podcast. Don't. No, don't do it. You're in there. You got. You need to have apex predators. It throws everything off if you don't have them. Also, they're they're not. That's also why a lot of times people are attacked by sharks. They're just bit and then mm-hmm. it goes away because it doesn't really want to eat you, which, yes. again, is not great. Um, but right. Sure. There's a lot of like people with marine backgrounds that can tell you about that. But just that uh, even though Jaws is very scary and what happened in the Indianapolis was a tragedy. Don't hunt sharks. Don't hunt sharks. Don't do it. Any any thoughts on what you've just learned? No, not really. It's it's a huge bummer. 
It is a huge um, bummer. I wish we hadn't ended on such a huge bummer. Um, this was the first podcast. We thank you guys for listening. Um, Thanks for being bummed out with us. Yeah, no, thank you for that. Go, go watch something fun to not be bummed out, or go look up, go look up sharks, like and see yeah. how nice they are. And look at, look up how fucking big great whites are because they are so big. They are so big. They're really big. We need really a big. Boat. We do need a bigger boat. Oh, here's something that's fun. Uh huh. Bruce was what they called the shark. Oh yeah, yeah. Bruce is what they called the shark, and he never worked, which nope. I think is hilarious. That it's like <laughs> he just he just never he just never worked, um, nope. and was the bane of everyone's existence, which I think is just really funny. Like to have most of your movie and your set and things like that dictated by the moods of this mechanical thing. Mm-hmm. Really amusing to me. And then to still have it come out and be Jaws is is pretty great. Yeah. Um, so next time, join us again where we will be watching Frankenstein. Stein. So we'll be watching Frankenstein. The which version, Rachel? The 1931, the original one with Boris Karloff. Yes. Um, and Rachel will be taking the reins on that episode. Um, We want to thank you guys for listening and make sure that you subscribe and rate and review um, because that's how people find us or so we're told. Um, (laughs) And if there's any movies that you want us to do, that you want us to watch and talk about the real stories behind, um, you can go to our Instagram or you can go to our Twitter. True Horrors Pod is the Twitter, I believe, because podcasts wouldn't fit. Because podcasts wouldn't fit. And and you'll be able to comment and tell us what you would like us to watch. Goodbye for now. Bye.